This is John Nix, and you're listening to the One More Verse podcast. One More Verse is a resource designed to help people understand the Bible. The passage for today is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 3 through 21. The church has always had to be on its guard against false doctrine, a different doctrine that does not agree with what Jesus Christ taught. From its inception, from the very beginning, there have always been those that have distorted the truth and have sought to abandon what Christ taught, what the scripture has to say. And so as Paul begins this section, he writes to this young minister, Timothy, and he says, listen, Timothy, no matter how nice they are, no matter how gifted they are, no matter how charismatic they are, no matter how good what they say sounds, if it does not agree with the truth of scripture, you're going to have to guard yourself against that. He had warned uh, this church all the way back in Acts that there were going to be those that he called wolves that would sneak in and they would seek to mislead people with false doctrine. We've always had to contend and the church has, if you look at church history over and over and over, the church has had to rally and the church has had to uh, go to the scripture and clearly define what our doctrine is. Now, when it comes to the word doctrine itself, that's just a belief or it's a set of beliefs that the church teaches. And so what we're hearing in this passage is, listen, if it doesn't line up with what scripture teaches, then it's not true. And you also need to be aware, Timothy, that there are going to be those who come in and they will intentionally mislead the church. He gives this general description of these false teachers and he talks about their pride, how they're puffed up with conceit, but they really don't understand anything. They think themselves to be so important. When you hear people tell you things about they have a new insight from the Lord that's never been seen before, they have this revelation from God that no one has ever gotten, then you need to be on your guard and you need to be aware. When it's all about them, when it's all about their popularity, when they are not pointing people to Jesus, but they are enjoying the accolades and praise of men, we must be aware. He describes what it looks like around them. He says that they crave controversy and quarrels and it produces envy and dissension and slander and evil suspicions. And there's just this constant friction among the people. And when we think of this in light of what the scripture teaches about the followers of Jesus, this is about as far away as you can get. Because when you begin to believe a false doctrine, when you abandon the truth of scripture and you begin to follow the words of a mere man or you begin to follow this false doctrine, you are not going to see the fruit of the spirit exhibited. Instead of seeing peace and unity and love, you're going to see things like envy and dissension and slander and evil suspicions. He goes so far as to say there are even those that will come into the church and they will be all about their own financial gain. They'll see that this godliness is a means of gain for them. Over and over, even today, there are those, especially in third world countries where people go in with the promise of prosperity and you would see that they would actually misuse the church, misuse the believers for their own personal gain. This doesn't align with what scripture teaches. And so Paul is urging Timothy to pay attention to those things, to combat those things. But he tells Timothy, listen, Because we got to remember, godliness with contentment, there is great gain. And he reminds him, listen, you didn't bring anything into the world. And you're not going to take anything out of the world. 
And so remember, if you just have food and clothing, be content. Know that your Heavenly Father provided for those things. And let there just be a contentment in knowing that God knows who you are, knows where you are, has made you his own, and he is caring for your daily needs. It's one of those things that for us, especially in the American dream and the pursuit of our own fame and power, popularity and material wealth that we struggle with. I find very few people who are content. It seems that there are always those who want a different car or a different computer or a different phone or a newer house or a better job. And we we seem to lack contentment for all of the material wealth that we enjoy, especially in light of when you look at what the rest of the world is like. There are so few people that you see um, just content and at peace with their circumstances. It's depression. It's never enough. And this material monster just has to constantly be fed. And so Paul cautions because he says, listen, if your desire is to be rich, you're going to just fall into this snare and it's going to be senseless and harmful and, and, and you can come into ruin and destruction. And he brings us to this thing and he says, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, a lot of times, if we're not careful in reading the scripture, we think that it's just the money is the root of all kinds of evils, but it's not. It's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. Because think about the violation of the love of money above other things. We're called to love God and we're called to love people. So when we love money more than we love God and more than we love people, then of course it has to be the root of all kinds of evil. And he, and he walks away and he says, this craving has, has caused some to wander away from the faith and that they've pierced themselves with many pangs. Even the language there just helps you to see that when we chase after things, we're never satisfied. There's always something newer and better and faster and bigger. We, we just seem to not be able to find peace and contentment. So let us be reminded of what scripture teaches, that godliness with contentment, there is great gain. And so he contrasts that and he says, listen, for you, Timothy, O man of God, what an affirming word that he speaks over Timothy. He calls him a godly man and he, and he just challenges. He says, you run from these things. You flee these things. Instead, you pursue righteousness. You, you go after godliness. You chase faith and love, steadfastness and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, for a lot of people, they think that when uh, you have Jesus in your life, that everything's just supposed to be easy. But Paul says, listen, Timothy, this is a fight, and I want you to fight the good fight. I want you to take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and, and, and to which you made a good confession in the presence of so many witnesses. You see, for a lot of people, they mistakenly think that if I just signed a card that one time, if I walked the aisle, if I said a prayer, if I just got on that church roll, if I was baptized, they think about all of these external religious things. And sometimes we think that it's just that thing that I did that one time and that's it. But that's not what the scripture teaches at all. And he's telling them it's a daily struggle. It's a daily fight. And for us, you never move past the gospel. You need to repent and believe every single day. And so he says, I charge you in the presence of God, reminding us of our union with Christ, that Christ is in us and he's our hope. And so he tells us to hang on and, and to be free from reproach and to remember that we, we must pursue this faithfulness. And then all of a sudden, Paul just gets caught up. I, I think just as he's thinking about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, he basically just breaks out into a song. I, I think he just all of a sudden, he's trying to give Timothy all these instructions and he just sees how beautiful and wonderful Jesus is. And so he just breaks into he who is blessed 
the only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, whom no one has ever seen or can see, to him be honor and eternal dominion. Amen. Now, I don't know about you, but when I hear those words, man, I just get stirred up on the inside. I get so excited when I think about how awesome and wonderful and beautiful Jesus is. And so then he kind of comes back to his subject matter. He kind of had that little, you know, that doxology moment. He just throws down and then he comes back and he says, so for the ridge in this present age, he said, you need to charge them. Uh, That's not where their hope needs to be. So that when the stock market crashes, when the 401k doesn't perform like they wanted it to, when their investments aren't returned, their hope was not set on money, but it was set on God. Only God is consistent. Only God is faithful. God is the the most treasured and most valuable thing that we have. And so he he tells them, listen, if you have money, that doesn't that it's not wrong to have money, but it is wrong to love money more than God. So let us be generous. He said, be be prepared so that you're generous and ready to share and and you're storing up uh, this good foundation for the future. And he's not talking about retirement. He's talking about heaven. And he closes by telling Timothy, listen, guard the deposit, guard the truth. It's back to this false doctrine thing. He said, listen, you, you've heard the truth. You heard it from your mother, from your grandmother. You've heard it from me and you've got to guard this. Don't let false doctrine creep in. Don't abandon what the scripture has revealed. You hold to that truth. Don't give in to all this babble and these contradictions and these things that people say that they have this special knowledge outside of scripture. You hold on to what is true. And he encourages him with the closing words, grace be with you. Oh, my dear friends, the way that we are to know if doctrine is true or if it's false is by the careful study of God's word. It is only by knowing God's word that what is true that we can identify what is false. The church has always had to contend with a false doctrine, and she will continue to have to combat those wolves that would come in and use the church for their own personal gain. So let us hold fast. Let us take hold of the eternal life to which we were called. Let us look to Jesus. May our hope be in him and may for everything that passes through our hands, may we hold it loosely and as a declaration that we belong to Jesus and that things don't have a hold on us. Let us be generous toward our fellow man. Guard the deposit. Look forward to the future. Our retirement plan is heaven and it's going to be great. Thanks for listening to the One More Verse podcast. For more information about Vertical Purpose or One More Verse, visit johnnicks.org. You can connect with us on social media using the handle TheJohnNix. And don't forget to download the free Vertical Purpose app for additional resources like sermons and the weekly Google Hangout. Thanks again, guys, and join me tomorrow for the One More Verse podcast.